All right, we'll get started with uh, Coach Orlando. Leo, go ahead. Coach, I got a fistful of questions for you. The first one, after watching film, what's the one thing you're really excited about and what's the one thing you really need to work on? I was excited about the physicality. Um, I was excited about the effort. I think uh, when you look at play number one, the, the last play of the game, I thought guys really took pride in that. I didn't see us buckle at all. Um, situational football, getting off the field. I think they're like, if you go back in that game and we can win like three more third downs, that's a difference in 14 points. And that gives us an opportunity to win that game. So I, I just, it's a learning process for us, but it, you, you can't play well unless like you give like relentless effort and physicality. So that's the part that gives us an opportunity to win. But now we got to execute in critical times. And I thought we got, there was a couple of times out there that we were, uh, I, to me, hesitant. I don't, I don't want us to be hesitant. I, I told the guys this after the game, um, when you're being asked to do the things that, you know, coach has us do in this program in terms of accountability, in terms of the way that we're going to practice, uh, you, you've kind of earned the right to fail. I've said this before, I think when I first got here, that, you know, um, if you're if you're not doing things the right way and you're lazy and all that stuff, you're, like, you're probably you're probably not going to play. But you know there there is some hesitation when you feel that way. But we just got to cut it loose. There's like a handful of plays on there that if we finish them, they're the difference in points. And that's what we're trying to, to get the guys to understand that like you don't have to worry about like letting people down. I, I, I would be more let down if you didn't feel free to go out there and just play. So it's a process to, to learn how to win. It really is. And, um, but I was proud of the fact that they went out there and like, we, we didn't sit there and didn't take it. We, we came out and we kind of threw the first punch and then just kind of kept going from there. So we, we have some things to clean up situational football wise, whether in a tight red zone or third down, we've got to work, um, on getting some turnovers. I, I, I was, I was kind of disappointed. I, I understand that they threw the ball pretty quick and all that stuff, but we got our hands on a, a handful of footballs that we didn't finish. So that that's, that's the next part of, of working to be a good defense. So coach, you're more interested in making sure that your players, if they're going to make a mistake, it's an act of commission, not an act of omission. Correct. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, I'm going to make a mistake but I'm going to put the time and effort into studying the film. So, you know what I mean? So everybody has a process in terms of what they do. So if I watch 60 hours of tape for an opponent, I feel like I've earned the right to call something and be like, not worry about if it works, it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? So I don't let that play rattle me. I call it with confidence and I just move forward. And if it doesn't work, I look at it and say, well, maybe they changed this or maybe they're doing something a little bit different, but I don't let it mess with me, you know? That, that's what I'm saying about earning the right to fail. And I think some of, sometimes you can play so in between or conscientious about some things, and it's like you don't want to do that because you're going to be a step away from making a play. It's okay. It's okay. Like, you've earned that right. Everybody that was out in that field earned that right. The guys that they're playing the majority of the game, they're the guys that are most accountable. They're the guys that do things the right way in and out of football. They're the guys that practice the hardest. Those are guys that are going to play. So just cut it loose. That's the next step of this thing is those plays were a fraction away from making the play. We make the play and we change the, the dynamic of the game. Instead of them scoring, we flip the field and then we score on offense. 
And uh, that's the next piece of this thing. And I just, like I told them after the game, I was like, listen, man, like I'd be more, it'd break my heart to see you guys go out there and just hesitate just a small amount. Just, just let it go. Let, let it fly. You know, you've done the work. Trust that the work is good enough to, to get there because we good athletes. we got really good players. But there's a, a handful of plays on that film where we're just a split second away from making a play. This, I'm just telling you, that's, that's the next part of, like, kicking this thing and flipping it is that little mental piece that makes somebody hesitate just a small fraction. And that's what we're working on right now. And that's done through practice every day. Make it game-like situations. And listen, if you're going to fail, let's freaking cut it loose, man. Let, let's find out exactly where you're at. But don't play in between. Let's not ever do that. Let's not be an in-between play caller. Let's not be an in-between player. Let's just cut it loose, do the work. And then if it doesn't work, we figure out why and we move forward. Coach, following up on your idea of physicality, the biggest difference I've seen from last year to this year, and I know it's only one game, the size of your defensive line. They are, compared to last year, they're mammoth and they can move. You basically shut the run down against Western Kentucky. Was that your plan? You know, shut the run down, make them throw? Yeah. Well, we had like four keys going into the game. Um, one was to do a good job in space, space tackle. And it was an issue last year and a lot of guys run into the football. The second one was to kind of, try to eliminate the run game just to make them one dimensional because their offense runs kind of like our offense runs. If like they can establish the run game, it's like a bear to, to stop them. And then, you know, Corley was a guy that we were concerned with. And then third down, that was our four keys going into the game. So um, we addressed that. I know when I first got here, everybody was kind of freaking out a little bit about, um, you know, what we were going to do. Um, we had a kind of a short class because we want to make sure we got it right. And then we addressed some of the needs that we needed in the transfer portal. And I think that was the one thing that uh, you can see on last year's tape, but you got to have some mass too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you don't have mass then people will just go after you and it's, you know, you can't really do anything when those matchups are, you know, so, you know, got a guy like blue and some other guys that, you know, uh, can move, but also they can establish the line of scrimmage and let the guys behind them be active. Thank you, coach. Yeah, you're welcome. What did you see from the pass rush, and how can you get better? Well, it's a little bit of a combination of, like, the QB himself. So if you really study that tape in terms of us getting to him, but that ball is out. That kid's a really, really sharp player. He's not going to take a lot of sacks. He's going to throw the ball on time. He knows where he wants to throw it to. And like I said beforehand, it's like I know there was some frustration level with that, but you really studied like QB hits, not necessarily the sacks. Everybody just looks at statistics and goes, okay, they had this many sacks. You had this many sacks. But with a kid like that, sometimes he thinks that he's just going to throw the ball on time. That's what they're telling him. He said, anybody gets close to you, you make a decision, you let it rip. So I think it was a combination of us being a little bit better positioned to be able to make some plays in the pass game. You know, he threw quite a few check downs because he started to hear, uh, feel that. But there was some really, really dynamic stuff on the edges, I thought, at times. I thought Lloyd, Jason, I thought, uh, you know, Logan, I thought a handful of times where they beat their guys clean and just couldn't get to them before he threw the football. So the way they played, uh, you thought you were okay you know, put, you know, with the pressure you could put on them? Well, we did. We came at them quite a bit. So we brought five, we brought six, um, we brought three. Uh, we changed it up on them. But when you get an experienced quarterback like that who knows that it's more advantageous 
to go second and 10 to third and 10 and yeah. take a sack. That's the thing people got to understand. Cause you look like literally watch that tape. It's, I mean, that ball was spitting out like right when he's getting hit. And that's, that's on the QB. The QB has a clock in his head of where he wants to throw the football and it's out of his hands, which when you look at the completion percentage for, for him, it's like, uh, I think it was like 29 out of like 50 or something like that. It's the, those pressures and getting to a guy affects the timing, which ultimately leads to incomplete passes. So you got to put that into play, but that's, that's the stuff that we study. I mean, like, got a question about like, hey, listen, we did some like three man rushes and we played max coverage off of that. That's why people do that because this kid has a rhythm in his head and he's going to throw the football. And sometimes like bringing five, bringing six at somebody actually shortens you in the back end and you still can't get to him. But we changed it up and I, I thought, you know, um, we affected him. He's a tough kid, um, didn't really get rattled. We gave him a couple of different looks, and the one they called us a roughing. But if you just if you study that, he was getting knocked around quite a bit. But you know, the the production of the sack numbers come into like the tightness sometimes of the covers too. They kind of work hand in hand. So if he feels like he doesn't have a window to be able to throw it, he's more likely to eat the football, which will give you that extra half a second to get to him. Yeah. So you get a less experienced quarterback in a different tempo. You're going to get some. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, to me, I think so. I think, but there was some frustration. I think the guys came over to the bench and like, but coverage to go along with the pressure part of it, if guys are stuck on guys where he doesn't have, he feels like a clean window, then maybe he does bite the ball and then all of a sudden we can get to him. So they work kind of hand in hand. Um, and, And the just not the right balance to get the takeaway. You had a couple that you could Yeah, yeah. a couple, couple plays in our hands and a couple just non-execution plays. You know what I'm saying? Where like when you watch the tape and you look at the schematics of what we did and the schematics of what they did, they should be explosive plays for us. And for whatever reason, I kind of goes back to what I said beforehand. It's just like cut it loose. Let's not be the team that's always a half a yard away from making a big play. Uh, explosive play. And that's what we got to think. I think it's going to take a handful of turnovers. You know, unfortunately for us, like um, it didn't happen on Saturday. You know, you you think about like a Barry Hill tip, like in the beginning of the game where maybe a ball just tips and goes into our corner's hands. You know what I'm saying? Just something or the ball that was down there with Curry, like hits his hand. Like those plays right there can really change the swing of a game. Um, but they'll come. I, I can promise you this. We have some really good playmakers back there. They they know how to track the football. But it was like our first time together, prime time on the road. I just want them to, to just relax and just cut it loose. I don't I don't want us to be the team that's always like a half a yard short on something. You've earned the right to fail. If you fail, we'll learn from it and we'll keep pushing forward. That's part of learning how to win. Sounds like that quote, safe as death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Want that. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, but I'm really, really happy because just the way that they responded going into the game, they saw the tape. And I think a handful of the guys that, like, on critical situations, there was no like finger pointing. There wasn't anything like normally guys would look at it. They owned it. Like, there were some things that I have to do a lot better at. And I went up there and I told them, I said, man, this is on me. I owned it. And if we do that together, where where everybody's just continue to work on the same page and we start to just tighten up the screws a little bit more, every time that we get out there together, 
uh, it'll come. It, it will come. But it just it's uh, I just don't want us to be that. I want us to be so aggressive that it's almost like you got to calm down. I just don't want us to be passive. I never want us to be passive in anything. As a play caller, don't be passive. As a player, don't be passive. Let's like let it rip. And then all of a sudden, if it doesn't work, let's figure out why. Let's not sit there and do something that's really like really soft and then figure out like, oh, maybe I'll move up a half an inch and move up. I'd rather us be all the way committed in and then back up off of it and sit there and just incrementally creep up when my comfort level feels good. I don't, I don't want us to be that way. It's almost like human nature. You got to orient yourself to that thought. Yeah. And okay. once you're good, you're good. You're good. You're, you're good. good. I think that's in anything in life. You know what I'm saying? Any profession in life. It's like the guys that go out there and they just, they're, they're, they're not afraid to fail. And like, they're okay with going out there and, working something so hard and going out there and just saying like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't feel bad about this at all because this is what I thought they were going to do. This is my football. I'm going to go up and grab this thing. And if they make a play over top of us, we'll just back off of it and figure out what happened yeah. instead of sitting there and like saying, oh, I'm not sure. So, so should I do this? And I don't, I don't ever want to be that type of coach. I don't want to ever go into a room where guys feel like, like, like okay, listen, I'm he's he's got me uncertain. He's got this part of it. I've, when when you're younger, you try to cover everything. You get a little bit older, you put yourself in a player's head. And I want those guys to feel so free when they go on the field. All of our stuff that we should fail on should be like in, in practice. Like we should fail massively because we should take every rep as a game rep. And then when we go on the field, we know exactly where we're at. So, but like I said, like. You take the 15 practices spring, you take the whatever, 28 practices in fall, and we're just the wiring, just keep working with the internal wiring because we've got good players, we've got good athletes, um, they're playing hard, they're playing physical. Now let's go make those plays that we missed the other day. And let me ask one last thing. Uh, Coach Golds was speaking about this yesterday, but Logan Berryhill, how impressed he was with him, and he's a guy that, you know, receiver, DB, receiver, yeah. defense, settled in. <clears throat> clearly doing things that you guys are noticing yeah. uh, as difference maker. What, what is it that, that, that you love about this guy? Uh, his skill set. Well, first off, if you ask me personally, he's like an incredible kid, like raised the right way, does exactly like humble. Like that's the number one thing that I love about the kid. The second part is he's got like major tools. Like he can run. He's got great range. He can track the football. Um, he's really good in space. Like we cut a guy loose. Unfortunately, we missed the guy up on third down. He was able to come out of the post and get him on the ground. Um, so we're going to do things for his skill set. But really sharp guy. There's a lot of communication uh, communication that goes along in the back end that he's able to, to rip off and get other people lined up. But uh, he's got big speed and he's got big range. The way he's playing, what you're describing, is it unusual to you that you know, it's a guy that changed positions and we yanked around and he's able to be like this? Um, well, I think when we first got here and we evaluated stuff, I think that was the kind of talk, like what exactly what he is. And, and James has done a great job with him. You know, and I think that's a piece of it, too. I mean, James comes from a NFL pedigree. You go into his room and, like, you want to do well for this guy because it's like almost like, hey, listen, like this guy coached in the NFL, like he's in here talking to me, like, Okay, let me have that mindset. But when you look at what he's done, and even like a guy like Stokes, like another guy that he's really affected that actually like they're playing really, really good football. So I give a lot of credit 
to him in the positional room. But like when I said I got here, they're like older guys. So a lot of the time it's like, like they played ball here. So this stage is not big for them. Sometimes you go out there and you're expecting somebody to do something. You find out like the kid literally played 50 plays last year, yeah. the whole season. Yeah. And like, I'm expecting them to go 70 in this game. Right. You know, you, you lose sight like of that. Shula, right? Yeah. Like she yeah. a great example of yeah. it. Like, Hey, shoot, how many plays did you play last year? And he put like both his hands up. Like, is that 55? No, it's like 10. And we just went 73. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you lose sight of that. I kind of joke with him. I say, buddy, this is like, we're, we're, we're teaching you how to do this. But for him, it's like, I, I, I don't look at it that way. But then when you go back and you look at a handful of these guys that how much really they were part-time players, that's what they were. Now they're full-time dudes for us. And, um, um, you always keep that in the back of your head, but you know, with Barry Hill was just like, we got to do things that are, that he can do well. I think that's probably the biggest thing that we found out is like, this guy can do these things. He can play on the roof. Um, he can make checks. He can play down low. He, he's a, a unique skill set. He responds to coaching. Right? Yeah, man. I, I just tell you, love the kid. Like literally like my 10 year old daughter, I dropped him off with him and said, can you watch her for a couple hours? And I feel like nothing. Like yeah. he, you're good. Yeah. Go ahead and stay, stay with him. Yeah. Cool. Um, their ability to run the football. I think they got powerful backs. Um, it's, um, it's unique. Some of the stuff they do, uh, they'll run some unbalanced They'll run some tackle over. Um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's good stuff. You know, that's, um, power football <clears throat> at its finest. And then they have the ability to throw the ball up top quarterback throws a really, really nice touch deep ball. Uh, I've been impressed with him. You know, he's played a lot of football. He's been in the, in the system for now going on year two. Um, and they've got guys that can make people miss in space. Um, so anytime you can establish the run game and then be able to hit shots on people or the spray the ball on the outside always gives you a chance to be balanced. And that's the thing that's impressive about them. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.